All right, season two, episode 10, the Deep Free Podcast here. I'm excited today to be joined by Jonah Pendergrass, Collide Church Youth Ministry Intern. Yeah, Student Ministry Intern, or something like that. We don't do really good with titles around no, here. No, we you don't. may have figured that no, one out. I just work here. <laughs> yeah. Jonah has been here this summer, and it's been awesome to have. Done a lot of stuff for us. Hopefully, Jonah, you've learned a few things. Yeah, uh, just a, qu- a few, quote-unquote. A few unquote. things yeah. along the way. Um, but wanted to get you on here before you go back to school. So we're recording this on Monday. I think maybe this evening you're heading back to That's the plan. If I, can, school. if I can sneak into campus, that's the plan. You got to sneak in. Well, huh? I don't think we're supposed to move in until tomorrow morning, technically. Okay. So. Well, maybe it's late enough it'll be tomorrow morning, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, good for uh, – thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Appreciate what you've done for us this summer. And we just want to chat a little bit. I'll keep saying this. I like talking to my friends, and if anybody else likes it, then – They'll enjoy it too. But um, so, John, if you don't mind giving a little background about yourself and uh, your family or whatever, and then maybe how you got that call in youth ministry and how that's that's been building, and then we'll we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like Jamie said, my name's Jonah Pendergrass. Uh, been here in good old Yakin County for twenty years now. Oh, uh, I see. Good old YC. Uh, see, um, I got saved when I was six. Actually, I was pretty young, so didn't really. I only really understood what it meant until I was later on in life, but uh, definitely knew for sure, looking back, that it was the Holy Spirit calling me to come down on that day. Uh, let's see. Went to Yagonville Elementary School. I actually went straight to Starmount for seventh grade. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I went to Starmount for okay. seventh grade. Yeah. Just kind of put old switcheroo right there no on the team. You should have been wearing that, that red blue instead of orange oh, blue. Oh, huh? man, dude. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to Starmount in seventh grade, graduated. 2019. Now I'm uh, at North Greenville University pursuing a degree in youth ministry. So uh, kind of about my calling in the ministry. I was called right around when I was uh, right when I was 15. Okay. So yeah, everything kind of just climaxed. I guess is the best way to put it around that point in my life. As far as you know, spiritual stuff goes. Uh, I was uh, um, my dad was not around when I was a kid, so I was raised by my mom. Uh, Single mom did a good job, I would say. I think I'm a cool person. So. I, I would agree. Uh, Shout out to Betsy. She did yeah, a good job. There you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he wasn't around. So he actually started coming back in my life right there around that time. And uh, um, as we started getting kind of closer, he actually passed away. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, November 23rd of 2016, things when he passed away. And so for about a month there, uh, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't say I would call myself an atheist, but I was just, I was so mad at God. Right. And I knew the guy had been, I've been called to ministry for a while, but I just absolutely refused to accept it. For one reason being is I didn't think there was any money in it. So, yeah. <laughs> Nobody goes in ministry for the money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, and I, I had something I've had to come to terms with, but yeah. uh, when I, when I was a kid, I actually wanted to be a, a nuclear engineer. Really? So I enjoyed science and stuff like that. Okay. And, you know, nuclear energy kind of was just fascinating to me. Yeah. It's always something I wanted to do. Then after everything happened in 2015 or 2016, when I was you know 15, like I said, uh, you know, everything has times just come to a point, and uh, finally just realized you know can't run from God, mm-hmm. as I was trying so desperately to do. Uh, I should have known that. Sorry, happened once before. Jonah in the Bible did the same thing. Oh, okay, it didn't work yeah. out that well. Uh, you want yeah. to be the second Jonah who's running from God? Right? Yeah, uh, there probably been more before me. Might be more after me. Uh, but, sure. Uh, definitely what I try to do, but I actually, I made a vocal acceptance of that, uh, later in that year. And here I am, uh, every day trying to d- dive deeper into that calling and chase it full speed. So was there a moment in there in that tough time where you could remember that switch happening from being mad to, and just kind of turning around or was it kind of a gradual? It thing? was, it was almost like, I wouldn't say a, a rock bottom kind of thing, but it's almost like, you know, just get so... You know, I wouldn't say hopeless. I wasn't really hopeless or anything like that because I know there's people out there that actually you know, are struggling with stuff like that. But for me, it was kind of like there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. It's like I've tried to look at the stuff. And I know it was kind of quick. It was all within the span of a month and a half or so. But uh, I finally just realized that the only place I could turn for true hope and happiness and all that was, was God. And to go back to what I was learning in His Word and stuff before. So once, once I finally stepped into that, and accepted it and who I was supposed to be and what I was called to do. You know, wouldn't say life got easier, but sure. life sure did feel a lot more peaceful. I think people get get the misconception and we do a bad job in the church of uh, of making people think it's gonna be easy. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble, mm-hmm. right? So yes. it's not going to be easy. And I know, I'm sure, that was a really tough time for you, but I'm, um, I'm glad that God used that tough time mm-hmm. in your life to, to draw him back to, draw you back to him uh, and to solidify that calling. So I look forward yeah. to what he's going to do through the future. We're going to talk some youth ministry uh, here in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we want to dive into the deep three first. Uh, sports and culture and faith, three things that are, are big to me. So uh, I know they're big to you. Sports is a big thing oh, yeah. in your life as well. So what's your favorite sports memory? Uh, I've actually got two. Okay. I've actually got two. Yeah. Uh, I was a big football player. I played football all the way from uh, flag football. And when I, when I was little, it was called the Mighty Mites. I'm not sure what it's called okay. now. Okay. You know, all the way through junior peewee and peewee, middle school, high school. Uh, started on varsity for three years, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, so football was kind of my thing. So I've actually got like a serious memory, okay. like where it was a good learning experience and uh, um, a funny one, kind okay. of a funny one. Both both happened my senior year of high school. Uh, like I said, I went to Starmount. Um, any Forbes people out there listening, uh, I didn't really care about the Unified Bowl. Anybody that uh, I went to school with, <laughs> yeah. uh, just get over it. I didn't really care about it. But uh, what I did care about was the Battle of the Bridge. Uh, oh, so, so you're saying that, let me clarify this, you're saying Unified Bowl wasn't a big deal. It was. I would say. Was I was for me. For okay. me personally. Okay. For me, per- I cared more about beating Elkin because they were in our conference. Okay. Personally, now, granted, I still, I still could, took the Unified Bowl as a big deal, obviously, because you know, right. two high schools in the county is kind of just the the feuding thing. Well, any game is important, right? Yeah, every game is important, but uh, the, for me, it just it was always satisfying to just to beat Elkin again. But okay. uh, uh, I can say, all four years, never lost to the to the Elks. Okay. So, the nice. uh, Battle of the Bridge trophy came home four times nice. while I was there. Uh, but either way, so going into my senior year, uh, we had four um, non-conference you know, games. Uh, we lost all four. Oh, wow. The Unified Bowl being one of them. Uh-oh. So we actually lost the Unified Bowl that Uh-oh. year. Uh, yeah, we have, we're having a rough start, shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit that year. Just, you know, not really off to the best start of things that season. But uh uh, going into the Elkin game, it's actually kind of funny. We called it the Battle of the 04s because oh, us, yeah, we, and Star Mountain Elkin both had not won a game yet, so we oh, both no. are 0-4. Uh, so going into the game, uh, it was actually a pretty even match that year. It was probably the toughest Elkin team I had ever played against. Um, then getting down kind of to the wire, Elkin was just barely ahead in the fourth quarter. I think there was three minutes left on the clock. Uh, Trey Desern was actually our quarterback that year. Uh, and he actually, we were on the goal line. We had drove the ball all the way down to probably about the two or the one-yard line, and Trey had gotten hurt. Couldn't really remember what happened, but uh, so they had to put in a JV quarterback we had brought up, uh, Alex Armstrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Alex. Had to, uh, yeah. yeah, Alex, you're watching. I got you, bro. Uh, <laughs> but uh, had to throw him in there, and uh, so it's literally all we got to do is go two yards down the field. Uh, Elkin had a decently sized defensive line at that point, Pretty aggressive, uh, and so Coach Grinton uh, was actually trying to figure out what we're going to run. And I kind of looked at him. I said, "Just let's run power. Yeah, let's run it straight out the throats." I said, "We're already there." And it was fourth down at this point, so oh, it no. was it was all or nothing. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, let's run power." So Coach Grinton was actually going to put in one of the, uh, I guess it was a variation of power that I don't know. I didn't know anything about what happened behind me. I was a lineman, obviously. Right. I'm a bigger guy. I'm about six four, and my weight's undisclosed. <laughs> uh, Undec- yeah, there you go. But uh, and well, Alex, since he's a JV, just now learning the varsity plays, didn't know any variations, so oh, we had to no. run bare bones power. Yeah, uh, guard and tackle pushing down or uh, crashing down. So uh, uh, Coach Green looked at me and was like, "You sure you can move him?" I said, "Oh, he, he's gonna move." Okay. So I got him. <laughs> Says my guy. So we get down there. Uh, everything goes off first sound, and you know, he says, "You know, set." You know, I just instantly like everything kind of slowed down for me. And uh, so I kind of just lunge at this dude, and I give it everything I got, like just absolute full body, no no mercy, everything, yeah. like giving everything I've got. And uh, next thing you know, I'm on the ground looking mm-hmm. around like what just happened. Yeah. And I hear the whistle. I'm like, obviously the play is over. I look up, and I'm starting to like, I'm like, did we get it in? Did we get it in? And the ref, you know, puts up both arms, touchdown. Yeah. Awesome. Uh. Yeah, so, uh, and he came, actually, you look back on the film, he came right behind uh, me and uh, Jacob Nixon was the guard that I was right tackled then. Our right guard came right crashing down through that hole, smashed it in for a touchdown, and then uh, all we had to do was just keep it away 
from them scoring, and we did. Nice. So, Battle of the Bridge came home. Number you just four. said, Coach, I got my man running yeah. right behind me. We're going to score, right? Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it sticks in my mind because I just know that I, I told him he could trust me. He actually, you know, mm-hmm. believed in, believed in it. Kind of like what uh, Sam was talking about last night at our student group, talking about believing in something rather than just believing something exists. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, that Coach Gritton actually, you know, put that trust in me and said, all right, let's do it. And okay. There we are. There you go. But, uh, so yeah, that was that. Um, then the kind of funny one was still my senior year. Uh, we were playing community school at Davison, uh, second round of the state playoffs. We had a first round bye. To this day, still don't know how that happened. Yeah, you just said you were zero four. Right? Yeah, we were zero and four <laughs> going into the conference game, Elkins' first conference game. So we left that one one and four. I think we finished. Oh gosh, it was like six and five or something like okay. that. It was. It was like we won one more game than we lost. Or yeah. something. Or maybe we were dead even. I'm not sure. And we got a first round bye. Wow. Yeah. So we were all kind of like, you know, okay, cool. Let's just roll with it. Yeah. So we're playing community school at Davidson. And uh, just in nice words, we were just, we were slaughtering them. It was yeah. kind of bad. They just, they, they just, it wasn't there. Yeah. So they were kind of small. They had smaller people playing. So they, had, the linemen, they had playing, and there weren't many that were over 200 pounds as far as like actually big guys. So, uh, one of the plays that Starmount might kind of be known for is kind of like jet sweep. Uh-huh. I always run oh, yeah. that jet sweep. So yeah. uh, on that jet sweep, the right tackle actually takes a step out to the outside to kind of corner off the end. And uh, this kid that I had to go up against this play was probably five foot four and maybe 150 pounds, maybe. And, and he's playing line? He's playing uh, strong side defensive end. End, okay. Strong wow. side defensive end. Yeah. And, you know, he's looking at me. Like he's, like, he's horrified. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sure. Like, he's shaking in his, in his cleats. And it's not because I look intimidating. It's just I was just so much larger, I guess. Yeah. But uh, um, so we start the play, and he starts trying to run to the outside. Somehow I had gotten enough under him to where his helmet was stuck up in mine. What? His face mask was at the top of mine. And next thing you know, he is taking a dive backwards. And I'm like, oh, yeah, pancake block. Yeah. Next thing you know. Oh crap! I'm going with him. Yeah, you're and so I <laughs> I fall on top of him, and yeah. I I feel like I just you know I heard every bit of air just leave his lungs. Hell no. Yeah, so because when we hit the ground, it's just, <laughs> so uh, we actually got a good bit off that play too. I think, it was, like, sure. I think it was like a 15 yard drive down the field right yeah. there. But uh, yeah. that's kind of the funny one. That's those are the two that still gonna stick in my mind from my <laughs> high school days. So uh, the guy was okay. Yeah, the guy. He I guess he was he got back up. He got up. He, right, he did get up. So uh, he he lived to see another play. <laughs> well, five foot four, 150 pound defensive end uh, didn't fare well against your undisclosed weight, right? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's less than 200. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so good memories right there from from football, and looking forward to the season coming up for sure. Um, so moving to culture, uh, what's something that you can't get enough of? Uh, Chipotle and rock music. Chipotle and rock music. What about together? Yeah, e- exquisite. That's awesome. This okay, so the, the what's your word. what's your go to at Chipotle? Uh, you are so if you're going to Chipotle, you get anything but a bowl. You're wrong. Okay, I, I, I like the you bowl. What's my favorite? What, what uh, you got in it? All right, so you get, you get double rice. Double rice is free. No extra charge. What? Yes. no right. Yeah, you go in there, you ask for double rice, no extra charge. White rice or brown rice? Uh, white rice. I like okay. this. I'm a big lime guy. I love lime oh, they flavor got the stuff. cilantro lime Yeah, that's a cilantro lime rice. Okay. I could okay. go in there and just get a, just a huge bowl of rice. They okay. just give me the, the whole metal container with a spoon, and I'd be set. <laughs> All right, you going uh, black beans or pinto beans? I actually I don't eat beans. No beans because you get double rice. That's yeah, I get double rice. Well, I don't like the texture of beans. Like The uh, taste is not that bad. Okay. I don't know. I just can't get past the texture. Gotcha. I, I'm definitely a black bean guy. I like those a lot. I like yeah. pintos too, but I just feel like... I feel like just pintos on a, on a burrito bowl is just kind of whack. Do you refry beans? The texture. No man. beans at all. No beans at all. I mean, I like, like green beans and stuff. That's a different, different cook. Different kind of bean. Yeah. But yeah, just yeah. straight beans, no. Okay, so I guess moving down the line, what what meat are you going with? Uh, something I've been getting actually kind of recently is uh, I've been getting the carnitas, okay. like that, that pulled pork yeah. stuff, the Mexican style pulled pork. But most of the time, it's either uh, chicken, and if there's carne asada available, oh, there is no the just, there's asada. no option. That, there's no other option. It's the carne asada. It's good. Yeah, and most of the time, uh, I'll get double meat too. I'll just go ahead and fork they out they extra for that. for that. They do right? charge you for that. Not sure how much, but it's worth it. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because if you especially get the right kind of person in there, they're loading it up. Right. So, uh, what yeah. about, you ever had the barbacoa? 
No. Dude, you need to get the barbacoa. What, what it's kind of like uh, pulled um, pulled beef. Like, uh, oh, so it's basically just like... Like a roast. Okay, I got you. It's super good. Really good barbacoa. Now, if you get barbacoa, I know you're the bowl guy. I agree, but barbacoa tacos... Super good. Yes, yeah, the carnitas and the burrito is is good. I will okay. say that. But, All right. Yeah, but uh, what else get, you getting on there? Fin- finish out your bowl for uh, me. Let's. You know, I kind of keep it simple. I actually just uh, I don't get. I usually don't get queso. Uh, not, good queso is different. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's uh, it's okay, but yeah. it's it's. I uh, sorry, I'd rather not. But uh, and you get the uh, I get the uh, the the corn salsa. That's okay. what I call it. I don't yeah. know really what it's supposed to be called, yeah. but call corn salsa. Uh, pico, depending on what kind of yes. mood I'm in. Uh, a lot of sour cream. I really? can tear up some sour cream. Okay. They can give me that with a spoon. I'll eat it like ice cream. All so right. you just need rice and sour cream. Uh, yeah, rice and sour cream. Yeah, that's it. But uh, you get a lot of sour cream and a good bit of uh, just the shredded cheese. And okay. that's, that's it. That's mine. What about guacamole? Hmm. Not a fan. No, I like guacamole. It's I just don't want it on my burrito. Do you get chips and queso or chips and guac? I get. I actually just get chips, and I, chips. I eat the bowl with the chips. That is a great idea. Yes. That's a great utensil. Yes, it is. Okay, what are you gonna what are you gonna have to drink? Uh, most of the time, it depends if I'm eating there. I'll just get uh-huh. a normal drink. You know, okay. get the good old Dr. Pib. Yeah, yeah, the Dr. Pepper knockoff. That Dr. I, Pepper knockoff. I, I swear, <laughs> it just I feel like it's different than Dr. Pepper, but it's trying to be Dr. They're Pepper trying. at the same time. It's yeah. good. It's I'm good. not gonna take it away from it. It's good. But yeah. uh, if I'm going, if I'm leaving, most of the time I'll get one of those uh, glass bottle cokes. Okay. Yeah, nice. uh, because they are superior. Chipotle. Yes. We should have gone sometime this summer. I love Chipotle. Oh, man. Especially the one in uh, in the in near Haynes Mall. Yes. Because we would go, me and my buddies would go, we go to Chipotle, we go to the car and eat it, and we walk back right over to Cold Stone. Nice. Yeah, cause the cheesecake ice cream at Cold Stone, okay. that's, that's my next go-to. You don't want queso, but you want cheesecake oh, yes. ice cream. Oh, yes, yes. That's the cheese. Yeah, want. I'll save the cheese for dessert. <laughs> that's fair. That's yes. so good. Have you yes. tried the quesadilla? I only ordered it through the app. Talking about like at a... At Chipotle? Chipotle quesadilla. I feel like it's just, I feel like it's not worth the price. Uh, it's pretty good, but it is weird. I don't know why you can't order it unless you Well, it's kind of like the, the quesarito yeah. from Taco oh, yeah. Bell. All right. Yeah, I have the Taco Bell app solely for that. Just for the quesadilla. Just for the quesarito. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chipotle, that's good stuff. All right, so rock music. Yes, um, big rock music fan. The louder, the faster, you know, that's me. Okay. Uh, I, roll, I roll around with my car on like max volume makes some people irritated i can see that yeah but. uh i'll roll up but uh big uh, i love hair bands for one okay. i will start there i love hair bands okay uh motley crew def leopard stuff like that especially motley crew that's that's like my go-to right there okay uh going into i guess other rock music uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you count Metallica as a hairband or not, but they're straight heavy metal. I would they say maybe. Like I would say they're. I would, I would say they're the pioneers, one of the first pioneers of heavy metal. That's okay. what that's what I would call it. Okay. Yeah, especially with their uh, their original uh, was it the Black Album? I think that's what they called it. Oh yeah. It. The, yeah, yeah. the one that first came out. Yeah. Right. And uh, they actually remastered it here not too long ago. They had a bunch of different people uh, sing on it, sing on, yeah. do covers of their songs. Right. Some of them were good. Some of them were weird, but. Yeah, Metallica's still up there for me, and uh, uh, just other, and it kind of brings me into kind of heavy metal stuff, uh, yeah. so uh, especially when I'm like in, I have to listen to really, really, really heavy metal stuff when I'm trying to like warm up, like if I'm trying to like work out or something like okay. that, because I've gotten so used to just listening to normal heavy metal, it's just kind of like a vibe for me. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll listen to Five Finger Death Punch on the way to church on Sunday, you know, kind of get in the mood for uh, guest services there. Yes, yeah, get you uh, I'm not condoning that in a church setting, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I am not not going to condone that whatsoever. But uh, so uh, you're saying you got to a point where just what we, what normal people would call heavy metal doesn't do it for you. No, you got to go take doesn't it to the next doesn't level. fire me up or anything. No, okay. I actually have I have a playlist on my phone. It's called Kill the Puppies. Kill the puppies. Kill the puppies, and it's it, the reason being is because the kind of music is like you don't you could you might not know what they're saying. They could be saying kill the puppies, but you know, kill the puppies, and it's like you'll, <laughs> you'll never know, right? Yeah, it's it's still good music. So. Okay, but uh, yeah, especially the I love especially the uh, how they play the guitar and the bass and the drums, just the, the really just the hard beats and stuff like that. That's okay. kind of just that's my vibe right there. We'll, we'll come back around a bit later to talking about maybe some specifically some Christian heavy metal. Oh yeah. Uh, after oh, left yeah. a little bit here, so uh, Chipotle and rock music. I love I love that combination. Um, so the final one talking about our faith. Uh, what's something that God is teaching you right now? Uh, 
you got got to participate in the plan. Okay. Uh, so you hear a lot of people say all the time, you know, they're overthinkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't think I'm calling myself stupid. I think I'm, I think I'm an underthinker a lot. Huh. Yeah, I, I procrastinate on a bunch of stuff. You know, uh, I, I kind of take everything so lightly. Like I've come, I've come really comfortable with the fact that you know God is in control, which is a good thing. Right. Don't be wrong. It's good to be in, okay with that. But I think I've gotten so comfortable to the point. It's like I sit back and just wait. Huh. It's like all right, God's got it. I'm just gonna sit here and just do nothing. So my, I think what God's trying to teach me now, especially being in school and having to write the papers after writing stuff. Uh, I've got to participate. I've got to kind of be on it at the same time. Like I've got to be fully invested and in, in going at it while at the same time being able to, you know, take a step back and know God's in control. But, uh, yeah, so just kind of taking a step out and actually doing stuff and not just expecting it to get done by God. Hmm. So, which I mean, not saying you can't do it. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, you've got to participate. You know, Christianity is not just something you don't get the get out of hell free card. You get to sit back. So, mm. but uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. I've heard people say too. That's a pretty famous quote. I don't know who it was, but uh, work like it depends on you. Probably like it depends on God. Yes, you know, exactly. You gotta, that's you that's it right there. Still trusting Him as well. I'm I'm with you. Um, you know, just truth doing like strength finders tests and stuff. Like one of my one of my strengths is faith, mm. and I think you're probably in that boat too. So mm. for us, it can be easy to just like, oh, you know, oh, home, God's got it. We're kind of laid back people. You know, let go and let God. Yeah. You, no, you, oh, watch out, watch out. Sorry. Yeah. It's getting emotional here. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> no, they haven't even made it something serious. And the tears right. are starting to flow. Yeah, so we can be like that, but we got to do our, our part. Uh, but uh, obviously, you can't take that too far. you got to remember that God's still, still in control. Uh, in the end, so I like that. Uh, that that is good stuff. Be an active participant. Yes. Uh, in your faith and what God's doing. That's yeah, it's good. got me in trouble a lot. The other doing it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm in school for youth ministry. It's a kind of writing heavy course, I would say, as any kind of theological or ministry degree would be. Uh, I, there's a class that all Christian studies majors have to take, and by Christian studies, I mean. You know, the whole broad spectrum, youth ministry, intercultural studies, missions, all that good stuff. Uh, it's called uh, Principles of Theological Research and Writing. It is in Greenville. It might be called something different now. But uh, uh, there's two papers in there. Uh, in the first one, uh, I made a 36. 36. So I had a 36 on the paper. I had a 91 in the class. Well, that paper and it went down to a fifty-seven. Oh man! Because the that paper, was... the paper was forty percent of the final grade. Oh no! Yeah. So uh, after that, I was kind of you know uh, had a little bit of a mini heart attack right yeah. there. Had to bring yeah. it back. Yeah. Uh, actually, end up getting through the class with a seventy something. I think that's impressive. The yeah, I, uh, in there. it learned from my mistakes. Actually, put in a good bit of work on the second paper. Uh, we had to write two papers in there, and made a. It was a 78 on that one, which isn't still great. I mean, I'm learning. but it's better than a 36. better than a 36. <laughs> and actually, it worked out really well being able to learn how to take that back, take a step back, and actually put forth that effort because when I had to write another paper that was over 20 pages long, Ooh. I think. I think it, the whole thing ended up being 28, including a title page and citation and all wow. that. Wow. Uh, I actually made a uh, 94 on it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. That's good progress, John. That. Yeah. All right. Good deal. No. It's coming up semester, you can make a hundred, you know. I doubt that. <laughs> uh, I don't think my youth ministry professor uh, just gives out hundos. Nobody's getting those. No, right? nobody's getting hundos. He'll he find can, something. Like can he, always do better, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, good stuff. Good lesson learned. All right, so we'll jump into a couple of other uh, other topics. But I always like to do um, three questions. Yes. Three trivia questions. Now, one of yours isn't really a, like a singular question. It's kind of just a quiz in and of itself. Okay. But I think you're going to ace it, okay? All so, right. So, uh, I'll just go ahead and announce what we're going to talk about uh, with this. We're going to talk about some apologetics, uh, some youth ministry stuff, and we talked about heavy metal. We're going to talk about Christian heavy metal. Yes. Okay, so I was going to ask you these three questions. Um, so, apologetics, kind of studying, defending your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how many... Ancient Greek manuscripts of the New Testament exist. Oh, thousands. Uh, Sam said the number last night, believe it or not. Yeah, Uh, Because the next closest thing is the Iliad by Homer, I think it was. Uh And it's got maybe close to 
maybe a thousand, something like that, I think. Okay. But I'm pretty sure copies of the New Testament manuscript, well over 5,000. Yeah, there's 5,000. I want to give you credit for this answer. Yes. 5,000, over 5,000 Greek manuscripts, 8,000 Latin, another 1,000 in other languages. languages. Yes. Um, tens of thousands of citations of the New Testament passages about early church fathers. Mm-hmm. Right? So way more than, than other authors, Plato, Aristotle, Caesar, uh, Tacitus, much smaller. So Homer... There's about two thousand. That's a pretty high number. Yeah, I knew it, I knew it wasn't it wasn't anywhere close yeah. to the New Testament. Well, that's just it's still an astounding number. Plato, yeah, seven. Yeah, Aristotle, seven. The seven, seven. singular seven. Singular seven. Wow. Aristotle forty nine. Caesar ten. Tacitus twenty. So heck yeah, uh, Christianity represents. So we're representing like we and we would take these other other writings with much smaller numbers. As being truth, right? We're not going to question if they're valid or mm-hmm. not. But we want to question whether the Bible uh, is valid or not. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that here in a minute. But one for one so far. Um, I'm going to skip this next one because it's going to take longer. I'll come back to it. Okay. So the the second question. Uh, name the American Christian metal band that was formed in 1992 and based in San Diego, California. And where am I San Diego at today yeah. uh, for this band? They have sold over 12 million records worldwide. Their album Satellite, with the success of singles Alive and Youth of the Nation, went triple platinum. I feel like I know what I want to say, but I feel like it's wrong. Oh, man. I want to say Skillet, but I feel like that's wrong. No. That's that's definitely wrong. Not Skillet. Okay, since you're already saying it's wrong, I'll give you another shot. All right. All right. Can I get a hint? Like a small, small, small Um, hint. Okay, so they, you can name them two things. One of them's kind of just like an abbreviation of uh-huh. the full name. It's kind of what they really go by. Yeah, you've lost They had me. a music video uh, where they were playing uh, ping pong or table tennis, whichever you want to call it. This is probably a little bit before your time when they were really Yeah, popular. bro. Like it's, This is like way before my time. Uh, Holy crap, dude. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm seeing the video, but yeah. I can't see the name. Yeah. Like I remember the guys playing ping pong, but I don't I don't remember the name of the band. I also believe now this is just crazy. I don't think it's gonna help you with the question, but in one of their songs back in the day, and I guarantee that uh Nick would know the remember the song, Katy Perry was was a Christian singer for like a brief bit. That's another fun fact. Yeah, you got she the, sang backup in one of their songs and was in the video. Yeah, you've lost me, dog. I have no idea. P O D. Oh my God! Table on death. Crap. You know the song "Alive." Yes, I knew the, the songs. Nation. Yes. We are, we are. Yeah, because yeah. I have those. Actually, I have a little couple of my playlists. So, yeah. So POD. Dang it, man! All right. I knew, I knew I was going to feel stupid when you said it. Okay, so this this I think will help you in youth ministry, and I think you might get all these right. Okay, so how well do you know your teen? I'll call it slang. Uh-huh. All those little words. Okay. And phrases that you say a lot. But. Bet that's the top one. <laughs> it wasn't on there. Okay, can you explain what bet means? Bet's kind of just kind of just synonymous with okay, but it's not a bet. It's not. It's not like you're actually betting. It's like if somebody, it can be used in that way. It okay. depends on the context. Like okay. if you if you say you know, uh, guarantee you can't drink a bottle of water in five seconds. Bet. <laughs> when it gets real serious, what do you say? What do you mean? Big bet. Oh yeah, that's a no, th- yeah, that's a big bet. <laughs> Yeah, that's when that's a kind of big bet is kind of a rebuttal to bet. Yeah. So like, so like if you told me I couldn't do that and I said bet, that's when you'd be like, oh, you big bet. Yeah, definitely you can't do it. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what bet. And then in other situations, it's like, uh, you know, if I ask you to go do something, it's like, hey, yo, you want to go pick that up from the post office for me? Yeah, bet. You just go do it. So you're saying, yeah, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, it can mean okay, I got you, or uh, no way, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, some of these may be old. Feel free to tell me. I just got this list. Uh, <laughs> dope. Uh, I mean, it's synonymous with good. Okay. Or great. Okay. It's kind of like I'm trying to think. It's kind of like awesome in a sense. Okay. You know, it's kind of like, yes. you got to say he's like awesome. Uh, like this. Uh, I'm trying to think. New TV setup is dope. Okay. This this uh, PC setup is dope. All right. Kind of just like you know it's dope. Okay. But. You got the all right, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I got cool or awesome. There you go. Okay. Uh goat. 
Greatest of all time. All right. There you go. Yeah, Tom Brady, all that stuff. Like, I think Tom, oh, Tom Brady's where Brady. I first heard it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to subscribe to that idea. But he's called that. He is times. called that a lot. They call go, Michael Jordan. Yes. Or just say LeBron. Jordan. I'm okay. Not a, all right. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not that much into basketball, but yeah. uh, Michael Jordan, 100. Have you seen both of the Space Champs? I've seen the original one, and I watched a preview for the new one and just decided not even to waste my time with it. Very smart idea. I saw it. Very smart <laughs> idea. All right. Uh, Gucci. Uh, it's kind of like, I guess it's like another good thing. It's like, you know, this is Gucci. Uh, it kind of just means like, this 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 is all right. Okay. This works. You, you got this. Uh, lit. Awesome. All right. So kind of <laughs> Lit and dope are kind of the same thing. Okay. Yeah, just kind of feels because they can be used, I guess, interchangeably. Just whatever you feel like saying at that given moment. Okay. Lit, lit's yep. easier to type in a text message. <laughs> okay, there you go. Good, good to know. Uh, salty. You're upset or very upset or right. like really mad. Like it can mean mad. You got a little salt going on, or if you're if you're major salt, like he's he's salty as the ocean, dog. It's like salty it's, as the ocean. Yeah, I, nobody says that. What but, about Dead Sea salty? Can be that salty. Uh, if somebody if somebody said that to me, I'm like, oh wow, I'm like, who's dying? <laughs> serious. Like, somebody's about to die yeah. right there. Okay, uh, sick. Kind of like. That's an older one. I don't, okay. I mean, it's it's older. It's old, it's older, fine. but it's still used. I guess I'm like, this is sick, bro. This is like, you know, it's good. Okay. All a lot of these just mean good. Well, okay. It's like that. On this, it says cool or sweet. So back in my day, sweet would have been like saying. Sick. Well, I say sweet a lot. Okay. Yeah, I just um, say that a lot. Snatched. Snatched. I guess it kind of just means you took something. <laughs> no, this. I mean, I, I have no idea. I don't know. I've no, I haven't heard that one. Okay. Everyday talk, uh, actually. What about on fleek? I think that's just kind of like it looks good. Okay. Apparently, Snatch is the new on fleek. So I'm teaching you Yeah, you got me right there. teaching you stuff right there. Right that must be what they're teaching them in school nowadays. Okay. Uh, what about fire? Uh, also means good. Okay. <laughs> like this is fire. Apparently, fire has taken the place of straight fire. So straight fire, I guess, was too long, so we shortened it to fire. I don't know. I mean, I say this is, I, I mean, straight fire, straight heat. Okay. Straight, straight heat. Straight heat or straight gas. Straight gas. I've got okay. a buddy of mine that uses He'll say this is gas. So that's like fire. Yeah, it's, okay. it's all interchangeable. It's, okay. all, it's all means really, really good. All right. Uh, I feel like this is old, but uh, TBH. To be honest. Yeah, y'all, that's not a thing, right? <laughs> that's like when phones first You're started coming like, no That's way. back when you had to press like six and three, like seven <laughs> or eight times a piece to make a one-word sentence. Wow, that's taking it back, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, T? Oh, that's the T. This is like the gossip. I never heard, never heard yeah, that Yeah, like, so if somebody says, you know, all right, you've heard Spill the Beans. Yeah. All right. Same thing. Just you just spill the tea. Okay. It's like what's brewing type thing. I guess kind of sorta. Of, yeah. It's okay. just gossip talk, secrets. So, you know. Okay. So if you tell someone, "Hey, I got the tea on somebody," it means you got something about then you know something about them that nobody else really knows. But you're about. never you're never giving the tea because you don't gossip, right? Absolutely. Right. That is true. <laughs> okay. Uh, thirsty. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> okay, we're crossing to this right now. Uh, thirsty is kind of like. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a, a family safe way to put it. It's kind of like. Uh, well, my answer is family safe. Is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of because every time I've heard it used, it's not necessarily family safe. Okay. Kind of just means like uh, if a guy's thirsty, he's always chasing girls. That okay. Sense. All right. Well, I guess I, I guess the best way to put it, it can be used in the worst way, okay. but uh, it's kind of the same way. Guys, guys are thirsty. That means they're trying to get after a bunch of girls. Okay. I guess, yeah. Well, I got here trying to get attention. So that's yeah, kind of kind of the same thing. I guess whenever I hear it used, it usually means like a guy or a girl is trying to get with someone okay. a lot. Gotcha. Like a lot of different people, like they don't just they don't sit on some one. Romantically person. speaking, they're trying to. Yeah, okay. there okay. you go. All right, uh, YOLO. <laughs> you only live once. I have not heard that used That's in a while. That's an old one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one maybe too. Bay. Uh, I've always thought that's cringy. Uh, it just kind of means like your significant other, yeah. I guess. Uh. When I first heard it, somebody told me it was an acronym for like before and after everything. Before anyone else. Oh, before anyone else. There you go. Their first place, uh, man. Yeah, but uh, I have always thought that's cringy. It makes yeah. me hurt when somebody says, this is my bae. Let's stop. So you don't say that in, when talking about your girlfriend? No. She's negative. okay with that. Yeah, she is one. She is one. If I call, okay. if I said that, I would. if she was around me, I might get slapped or okay. give a look or something. Uh, it's yeah. Just, okay. uh, basic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's kind of like uh, 
kind of just self-explanatory. Just yeah. means like I, the term, the context I've always heard it used in is like you always say uh, the girl's basic. <laughs> it's kind of like the leggings and t-shirt and uh, Birkenstocks and coffee. Okay. Kind of just yeah. stereotypical stuff that somebody would do. It just kind of makes them basic. And I've always heard yeah. it talking about girls. So. Boring, average, yeah, yeah, there you go. unoriginal. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I've heard you say, heard you say this one before. Bruh. <laughs> bruh is bro. All right. Bro. Depends on how quick you say it. I most of the time I say bruh just because it's how I, it's how fast I talk. Yeah. I talk really fast. I say yo, yeah. bruh. Listen, listen, bruh. So right. that's like your bro, your dude. Yeah, bro, dude, homie. Yeah. Home slice, whatever you yeah. want to say. Now I heard you say this earlier because I was already thinking about this, uh-huh. and uh, in conversation I heard you say it. Uh, cap. Cap. That means <laughs> somebody's lying. Okay. Lying. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when somebody's capping. It's like. It's just no, false, one hundred percent false. All right, um, curve, curve. Uh, I guess it means like you curve somebody. Kind of like uh, it's kind of like uh, somebody. It's like guy hits a girl up or something. You know, trying to start up a conversation, and she just kind of nudges him in a different oh, direction. It's okay. like I don't really talk to you. It's kind of yeah. like she curving him. I so, heard it's, it's kind of like ghosting. Yeah, there you go. All right. It's like a it's like a not as intense form of ghosting. Okay. It's like a nice way of t- trying to get them to leave you alone instead of just not talking to them whatsoever. Gotcha. All right. Uh, what about your fam? Fam. Uh, that, see that uh, that can be used for actual family or just anybody really close to. Or okay. or or I have actually used it and heard it used. Uh, kind of like, listen, fam. Like, listen, dude. Listen, bro. Like. Being serious, like you need yeah. to take this serious. Yeah, something like close. that. Something like that. Or you yeah. just start call somebody, yeah, hey yo, what up, fam? Something like that, you know. Okay. Um, flex. How many of these do you have on a list? We bro? got a good, few more. Good Lord. You're doing great. Flex? Yeah. Uh I feel like that's also self explanatory, kinda of just like showing off. All right. It's like yeah. you're flexing something, it's like you know, get new shoes and you're flexing the new shoes. All right. Flexing okay. a new ride, new whip, something like that. Okay. Uh Karen. <laughs> do you like this oh man all right i have used this a lot uh karen uh if you're if you're out there listening your name is karen i am so sorry uh this nothing is just, gets karen nothing is right. somebody named karen name in karen. particular it's just karen is an adjective i would say an adjective is more of a noun i guess but it's more of an adjective used to describe any kind of woman that uh is very i don't want to say hostile but kind of hostile towards Especially people that like work or that are working, uh-huh. uh, you know, the can I speak to the manager person? You know, uh, I'm gonna need to get your manager out here. Uh, people come in there asking for specials that ended, you know, six weeks ago or something like that, and they, they're just really hard to deal with customers. Did I you, guess. Did you study this beforehand? Like, no, bro. This. I just like someone who returns their drink at a restaurant for not having enough ice. There you go. That's <laughs> uh, even worse than that. So you can go. You can actually go on YouTube and search up uh, "worst Karens," and oh. you get like videos of women just absolutely blessing people out for no reason. Yeah. And I, I experienced that firsthand last yeah. week. Oh yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Walmart is like one of my favorite stores because okay. you can do anything. Man. Shout out to Walmart. Uh, shout out to Walmart. Uh, Walmart and Elkin actually. It's the only thing that really helped me uh, okay. commend Elkin for is the Elkin <laughs> Walmart. Uh, let me think. Uh, the people that shop in Walmart are just terrible people <laughs> like you've got these people are just sitting there working just yeah. trying to you know make it through the day high yeah. school poor high school kids and these people are coming in there like asking them all these sorts of questions and i was actually looking for an hdmi splitter besides the point yeah. i was back in the electronics department and uh this guy was standing at the counter in front of me and i was sitting there wait, waiting patiently right I'm just sitting there waiting my, my turn this guy comes up and says what can i help you with sir uh talking to the guys in front of me he said well i've been waiting here for 15 minutes and i'm like well, bless your heart. Like, it's just pe- <laughs> people just do that, man. I feel yeah. bad for Walmart workers, but yeah, those are those are all Karens. So a guy can be a Karen. A guy. Also. There's a there's a name for guy Karens, but I don't know what it's called. But okay, I say I just normally say guy Karen. So don't be a Karen. Don't be a Karen. But if you are, that is your name. We're sorry. Yeah, it's no but, offense uh, to you. Don't don't act like all the other Karens. You can be named Karen without being a Karen. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, we're back to this one again. Uh, so you can have cap, or I've got no cap. It means it's, that's the truth. That is. The it's truth. like if, if <laughs> yeah. you say something, and somebody doesn't believe you, it's like, listen, no cap. Like I'm being dead serious. This is the truth right here. I'm about to lay it down. No okay. cap. Christ no died cap. for your sins. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, noob. 
I, I play video games a lot, so this one means a lot to me. Uh, when you're a noob, it just means you're like really new at something. Right. More than likely, you're bad at it. Uh, so I guess in terms of video games, it's like you know you're a noob at Call of Duty. That's when you're kind of just crouching in the corner, looking somewhere completely different. And the next thing you're getting your head blown off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but a noob can be anything. Noob, at, you know, preaching like I am, stuff like that. There you go. So, but yeah. Okay. Not necessarily bad, but can be bad. All right, you got to help me with this, and I have a hard time trying to say this. Period. Like period. Oh, with period. A period. Period. Yeah, you just ex- you kind of accentuate on the T. It's period. Okay, and that so means like point blank in a sentence. That's, that's it. it. You're done. It's like uh, Jesus Christ came and died for your sins, period. Okay. That's it. There you go. End, That'll end, help you end, with the preaching right End there, of discussion right, right there, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ship. Uh, Ship? Yeah. This one I don't know. I have okay. not heard. I, 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 yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay. Apparently you ship two people together as in they should be a couple. Never have I ever right, heard that used. All right, we on at least one of these. Yeah, there you go. Okay, have you ever been, you, you're, you're right now about this, uh, shook. Oh, yeah, shook. It just means like, you're just like beside yourself, yeah. confused. Right. It's like, you know, I'm shook that I've never heard that phrase before. There you go. Uh, squad. Oh, that's just like you, that's like your, your buddies. That's your fam. That's your fam. Yeah, that's your yeah. fam, your homies. Okay. Uh, sus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that came from Among Us. Uh, but this is, it was a, I guess it started as an abbreviation of saying they're suspicious. Okay. If you're, if you're familiar with the game Among Us, you're actually trying to find the imposter, uh, which is like a guy trying to kill the rest of the players. Um, okay. and, uh, so you would actually, you would get in the meetings and you're a lot, it started on the phone, uh, phone and computer, but a lot of people played on their phone. So instead of trying to type out suspicious, well, everybody's arguing, and basically, what is it—a glorified group chat? Huh. Um, well, trying to argue, and they would say, uh, you know, they would say the color of the person, so like red sus. It means like red suspicious has not been acting right. So if somebody says something or somebody is sus, it's like it's not—it's not right. What's Something's this game again? You're talking Among about? Us. You've never heard out. of it? Uh-uh. Come on, dude. Okay. It's kind of it kind of rose hey, I'm, the an, I'm a noob. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you just did this to me when I said that. I think. Throw shade. Yeah, I just did, bro. <laughs> Throw shade is uh, that's not not insult. It's insulting. Yeah, never mind. But it's not insulting, but it, it is. It's insulting somebody, and you're throwing shade. Like yeah. it's yeah. All right. What about tight? Tight. You're tight with somebody. Just mean you're close. All right. Last one. Tool. <laughs> I guess I, I've always heard it used as like somebody's an idiot. Like that guy's an absolute tool. Yeah. Like he's an idiot. But uh. Yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of... There you go, Jonathan. You have run the gamut, and <laughs> yeah. you knew all these, I think, except for one very, very well. Yeah, so uh, have, you heard of the, uh, have you heard of the Gen Z Bible? I have not. There is apparently a Bible translation that uh, uses terms like these. So it'd be good if you knew them, like you <laughs> yes, to be able there you to go. read that Bible. Absolutely. Okay, I've got to learn to speak the language of the children. All right. I've only heard the message in the remix, so I don't know about that one, so... Mm. Okay, uh, that that took us a good bit, but I think that, that, was, that was fun. So um, I don't know where you got that list from, bro. That was like a three-page this list. This was, uh, you know, I, on, the, on Google, you know. Like a three-page on list, Google. Man. So, um, all right, we'll kind of speed through the rest of these things. But I thought <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, apologetics, we talked a little bit about that. Kind of uh, what is it, briefly, and like what got you uh, into that? All right, so apologetics uh, is... In the simplest uh, words, the defense of the Christian faith, I okay. guess is the easiest way to put it. Uh, it comes from the Greek word um, apologia. I think it means that. I think it literally means defense. Okay. So apologetics is when you're kind of stepping on the front line defending your faith, like in Christ or however you want to phrase it. But uh, um, what kind of got me into it is I went to a camp. Uh, let's see. I, it had to have been the summer before my sophomore year yeah summer before my sophomore year I went to a camp or maybe the summer before my junior year something like that went to a camp and they actually talked a good bit about apologetics and they actually let us kind of practice it first and forehand uh and the first encounter I had with that was actually going into a mosque in Atlanta okay because the, the camp uh, y'all you guys are probably familiar with the institute is uh, impact 360 Oh yeah, yeah. You know that yeah, yeah. they have a camp every year called Immersion. It's a two week okay. camp, and that's the camp I was at. And um, part of one of the days that we were there, uh, Alan Schleeman, I think is how you pronounce his name, 
uh, he was giving us, you know, lessons on, you know, Christianity versus Islam, all this different stuff. And part of the, one of the days that he was there, we actually took a trip to the mosque that was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of got me, really pushed me into wanting to know more about apologetics is that, uh, you know, like we said before, you have a strong faith in Christ, you know, you kind of set back and, you know, you'll let stuff happen. But, you know, I took a step into that building and, instantly just felt off for mm-hmm. one. I was like, something's just, this is just, this is weird. Like I knew I was going to a place where somebody was worshiping a different God, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how hard it would hit me until we actually went into where they were praying Yeah, and sat down. I mean, I was, I was, I could not get backed up against the wall enough. Mm. Like just like, and it just, it, it really just shook me. There you go. It was shook again. There you go. I, I was shook, but, uh, a little sauce in there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and that, that kind of really pushed me into wanting to learn more about different religions so that we could relate Christianity to these different religions in a way that would make Christianity, not going to say pure right, but they'll get put in a better light, I would yeah. say. But uh, so when, obviously, that being said, one of the religions I do have a deep fascination with is Islam. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got put into it, I okay. guess is the way to say it. I've been to... Um a couple of countries where they have the the call to prayer. Yes. If you've ever heard that before yes, or not, it's that's pretty freaky. And cuz you know that that sound just it's like a dark sound anyway. I can't yes. hard to describe the music, but is calling people to stop what they're doing and pray to what we believe is a false god. Yes. And really I guess for Islam that would be praying towards Mecca. I guess it's the, I guess right. the, yeah. 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 Yeah, praying towards Mecca. Yeah. Big black cube. Yeah. But, so, uh, uh, is there something that you maybe could give uh, to people listening that may be helpful if they're thinking about, you know, what's something that you've been able to, you've learned or have taken away from from apologetics that's, that's helped you to defend your faith, something easy that, that they can take away with them? Uh, take a step back. Step uh, step one, take a step back. Okay. Uh, you have to, I think Christians get a bad rap and it's their fault. And I will say it is yeah. most times it's yeah. Christian's fault. Uh, they come off as, you know, this is the only right way. And especially with the history of Christianity all the way from the Crusades up until, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 1800s when uh, churches are still really racist. And another, I, there are still some very racist churches out there today. Mm-hmm. And if you have a bad experience with that, you know, I'm sorry. But uh, the gospel obviously is not racist. I think we all agree on that. Uh, different tangent. But either way, uh Christianity gets a bad rap because Christians don't practice Christianity the way that Christ meant for it to be practiced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say step one in something like that is take a step back and understand that these people have, you know, they've grown up. They could have grown up in a different way, believing something different. They fell into this, whatever it is, whatever religion it is, thinking that it was actually, you know, helping them. They felt like it was something they were supposed to do. Yeah. And you can't, you can't really jump right in with scripture and the gospel and trying to you can't beat somebody with the bible yeah that's one of the phrases i picked up at that camp you can't really just beat somebody with the bible trying to get them to understand christianity so you take a step back and step two is to let them speak okay a lot yeah. of times christians are very headstrong very stubborn i'm speaking about myself i am especially stubborn and headstrong uh i hate being wrong about anything mm-hmm. i'll admit that right now i do yeah. act like i know it all a lot uh, but when it comes to discussing religion and faith, you've just got you've got to abandon that completely. You've got to give people the time to, to speak for themselves mm-hmm. and to uh, come to their own decisions and all that good stuff. And I guess step three is don't don't try to prove that Christianity is right. Just make them question what they believe. Okay, get them to be seeking. A so bit. you're so like when you get somebody to question what they believe in. Either they're going to start questioning it and really stand with themselves like, yeah, you know, I believe. They're, eventually they'll get the sense like, yeah, I believe this is what I believe in, you know, solid, period. There you period. go. Yeah. Uh, or they're going to keep questioning it to the point it's like, you know, maybe this isn't right. Hmm. So, uh, you know, you hear all the time Christians can't save somebody. They can only, you know, plant a seed and it's up to the Holy Spirit and God and all that good yeah. stuff. All your theological stuff right there. But, uh, yeah, so you just got to. Get them to question what they believe in, as and they're going to do the same thing to you. It's yeah. it's all reciprocal. Sure, like you Christians aren't. There is no magic bullet argument where Christianity is going to come right out on top. 
but you just got to come to terms with that, I guess, the best way to put it. That is good stuff right there. Good three steps we can take for apologetics and defending our faith and giving people a chance to come to believe uh, in Jesus as well. All right, so we talked a little bit earlier about kind of your your call into into youth ministries or anything I mean, particular you're excited about learning more about or what are you really passionate about or we look forward to as you, you know, hopefully soon transition into being uh, in full-time ministry. So wh- what are you looking forward to the most? What are you looking forward to teaching students? And just what are you looking forward to about being a youth minister? Being able to live out faith with uh, students that are on the front lines, the most important spiritual battlefield in America, especially. Mm-hmm. All over the world, really, but especially America. Uh, you know, like I said, when I was called in the youth ministry, um, I kind of ran from that. And even going into college, my major before I started was uh, Christian studies, kind of that broad thing. Because mm-hmm. I always thought, you know, I'll just end up being a pastor. You know, just I'll just end up yeah. being a pastor, it'll get yeah. it over with. And people were telling me, I was like, dude, that just that doesn't match you. Right. So you, you don't match a senior pastor of a church somewhere. And, you know, the more I prayed about stuff like that, you know, I was like, no, I need to be doing youth ministry. That's what I'm called to do. That's what I was first called to do. Right. And that's that's how my brain's wired. That's how I think. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm much more comfortable being in a setting with students like that, being able to lo- learn and grow and teach them and stuff like that. Uh, so kind of going into, like you said, something about full-time ministry, that's what I want to be is full-time student ministry. Now, I know there's other stuff on top of that, yeah. but the highlight being that I get to uh, – share the gospel with these kids and actually help them live out their faith in Christ so that they are a light in the life of others that they encounter every day, especially in the school battleground and all that. It's a very interesting time of life, like you said, and important with, you know, I most people, I think, don't have the experience of being around that many people in such a close mm-hmm. setting against yes. the rest of their life as they do in yes. school. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect time to be uh, to be a witness, to be a light, to be a missionary. And I think we can all, always easily say, well, their time's coming, they're the next generation. Like, nah, they're, it's no, they're right now. Yeah, that, and I think that's something to throw out right there, too, is that, you know, a lot of people will write off student ministry, like you just said, you know, it's just the next generation, you know, they'll get there when they get there. No. Nope. Hmm. The, like, uh, we always talk about at school is like, uh, for us, when we were teenagers, when you were a teenager, when I was in high school, uh, I'm just barely out of the teenage years, yeah, but I'm out of there. Uh, you know, that's real. Yeah. Everything you experience is real. It, right. It's, you know, they, they want to talk about, you know, some a good example, the, you know, some teenager falls in love freshman year. These are heartbroken. You know, what's the adult's answer? Oh, it's just puppy love. You get over it. Yeah. But it's real to the puppy. It's real. It's, yeah. it's real to the puppy. Huh. But, yeah, because this stuff they're experiencing, it's real. They don't want to be put off as, you know, you'll get over it, you'll grow out of it. It's something you've got to walk with them through mm. and be able to explain to them. you kind of got to, you got to be able to relate the gospel message and faith and everything on terms that they understand and that they can use and apply to their life. Yeah, You can't just take a regular sermon on Sunday that you would preach to a church and dumb it down and expect kids to be able to use it. No, mm. kids are smarter than that. Yeah, Kids, I would say that, Students now in high school question faith and stuff more than adults do. Mm. I would say a lot of adults, especially people of uh, my mom's generation, stuff like that. Kind of, I would say not really your age, but kind of older than that, like forties, fifties, stuff like that. Uh, they a lot of them will just have blind faith. Mm. So you know, oh, this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, I've been here all these years. Just yeah. keep it going. Jesus, God is good. Jesus loves me. Hallelujah. That's it. That's mm. good enough for them. Most students, that's not good enough for them. Right. They want to know. They don't really want to know what to believe. They want to know why they should believe it. It's good. So there's so much information at their fingertips. Yes. They they need to. Yes, they need and to it's it's always changing. It's yeah. never going to be the same year to year. Something new is always. Like, it's like you know we were talking about the, the new phrases. Yeah. When you're growing up, and like my mom grew up in the '80s. Yeah. And we were actually talking about talking about that not too long ago about her '80s phrases compared uh-huh. to the phrases I used. I think you just made so, another one. It's real to the puppy. Yeah, I, I that, think that uh, I'm gonna credit stick. I'm gonna credit uh, Mike Landrum with that. Okay, uh, Michael Landrum, uh, professor of youth ministry at North Greenville University. That is a good one. There you yeah, go. Yeah, got Wilson you, Mike. <laughs> uh, so, how do you? How have you maybe seen it change even since you started being um, in youth, being a youth, I guess, being a <laughs> student, you know, seven eight years ago to now? How have you seen 
that ministry kind of change and how do you think it's going to continue to change over the next few years? Uh, let's see. I would say, honestly, as far as major changes, everything kind of resembled the same stuff until COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID brought around the age now, the generation of church we're living in now is that people want to be in church without being at the church. Yeah. So it's kind of like, the, you've got these kids that want to be a part of this stuff, but they don't want to do it in a way that seems so traditional like they've been doing in the years past. So like when I was going through the youth group, uh, Brent Winslow was actually my youth pastor growing yeah. up. A uh, little fun fact, he was actually standing at the altar when I came to accept Christ and all six. Wow. Awesome. So yeah, so Brent's got a special place right there with me. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, you know, when I was growing up, it was always, I was excited for Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. That's when youth group was, right. and uh, we'd come play games, and we'd always get it, the message was always the most important thing. I will say, Brent did a good job of always accentuating that the message was the most important thing. Uh, and now I think it's kind of reverting back to what happened in the early days of youth ministry. Uh, that being that you trying these people are trying to win these kids on pizza and basketball, and mm-hmm they can't keep them because kids aren't falling in love with Christ. They're falling in love with activities in the group. Mm. So uh, I will say, I quoted Mike Landrum a minute ago. You know, I gave him credit. Yeah. Uh, Mike knows a lot. He kind of beyond a lot about youth ministry. He's been doing it since the late 70s, I think is what wow. it was. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's obviously seen it. He's seen a lot. I will say, man, he's seen a lot. Very very smart, very wise. Uh one of his, another one of his phrases is, uh, I have like a whole list of these phrases. Okay. Another one yeah. of his phrases is, uh, if you win them on pizza and basketball, you got to keep them on pizza and basketball. Mm. So if you're winning these kids on activities and shallow messages and having a good time, that's what they're going to expect. And then when you start trying to actually teach them the gospel, it's like, well, I don't want to hear that. I didn't come for that. I came for the pizza and the Oreos, dog. Like, yeah. that? Yeah. And they're gone. Mm. So um, I would say that now, the struggle is trying to relate that back to uh, getting these kids to be able to have, have always, obviously have a good time in fellowship, being able to spend time with people and all that good stuff. But first and foremost, making sure that the gospel and, you know, spiritual messages are presented in a way that they're the most important thing of that time, hmm. of that in the time meeting, that Jesus is glorified, God is glorified. Yeah. All your good basic kind of answers like that, yeah. but that's the most important thing, the MIT most important thing, your walk with God. Mike MIT. Andrew, there's Mike okay. again. There's Mike again right wow. there at MIT. He's going to make his own like, youth ministry list today. Yeah. For these uh, That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, and I uh, will commend Sam. I think he is doing a great job of that awesome. so far of uh, um, making sure that those important things are the most important thing. Yeah. So how do you, uh, um, real quick here, how do you, I think you need the pizza and the games. You need the fellowship. Uh, how do you go about portraying the fact that those things are good, but they're obviously not the most important thing? How do you, how do you go about uh, making sure that they know what the MIT is? Uh, teach it, preach it, repeat. Teach it, preach it, repeat. That's it. Okay, uh, is that I, my I, thing too? Uh, no, too. actually, I come up with that one. Okay. The only reason cause it, just because it rhymes. Okay. <laughs> That's the only reason I thought of it. But uh, it's like I said, like you know, you can get them in there, you know, you might be able to kind of lure, I'm not going to say trap, but I'm going to use this analogy. But yeah. my voice keeps cracking. Uh-oh. I'm, going, I'm going through puberty again. Again. <laughs> you just said you got out just got, just got out to you. You're going back. Case of Benjamin Button. All right. It's youth ministry. You're there you stuck go. There, right? there you go. But uh, kind of, kind of, I'm not going to say luring these kids in, but kind of kind of that concept. You kind of, you might be able to draw them in on this stuff. You know, yeah, yeah we're going to have a pizza and uh, we're playing volleyball at yeah. the park. You know, we'd love to have you come out and join us. Uh, yeah, they're going to come get pizza and play some volleyball. But then, you know, when they bring in Sam or whoever it is, calls them over, it's like, this is the message right here. Whatever it is at that particular time, always relating it back to the gospel and making sure that above all else, that is what is yeah. most important. Like, so they're not uh, going to put the message on hold so they can keep eating. They're not going to put the message on hold so they can keep playing volleyball. They're going to put the other stuff on hold right? so that this is the most important thing right there. So kind of it's it's a tool to get people to come for the first time, but it can't be what keeps them yes, coming back. Yes, you can't. Like I said, like Mike said, if you win them on something, you're going to keep them on that, or yeah. else they're going. So you've got to win them on the gospel sure. and win them on the message, or and that way you can keep them on that, or they're gone. Gotcha. 
All right, that's good stuff, John. I'm looking forward to seeing how God continues to work in and through you as far as youth ministry goes. Uh, just real quick, kind of as we close, uh, talk a little bit about heavy metal and your oh, love yes, for really more. heavy metal. Made a full circle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe specifically talking about Christian heavy metal, what are some songs and some bands that you're into right now? Uh, Demon Hunter. Okay. That is my all-time favorite band. So they still are they still going right now? Are they still kicking? I, I, I don't know if they release anything that uh recent okay i guess their 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 most recent album i don't know what it was called but i don't know if it was really their most recent one but the first song i ever heard by them was uh on my side okay and uh one of the one of my uh my favorite part of that song is it's in the chorus because uh i'm trying to trying to make it in actual words i hear the screaming (laughs) yeah i hear the screaming but uh 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 where is the enemy uh when death is on my side Hmm. And so you kind of, you know, right now Kali's going through the top of the charts thing, you know, all that yeah, good stuff. And yeah. so I've been sitting there and here recently and thinking about these songs, thinking about stuff, you know, that could be pulled out of it if somebody were to think about it, you know. And obviously, them being a Christian man, you know, it's obvious some stuff that are in there, but, you know, death sets us free because, you know, Christ came, overcame death. Hmm. So uh, that's that's one of my uh, all time favorite songs by them. Okay. But overall, I absolutely love their music. Uh, and I'm. Not exaggerating, they are heavy, heavy metal, borderline screamo. So they're like stuff that gets you pumped now. They're now uh, some of their songs. Some of it. it depends on what songs they they kind of vary from. On my side is a heavy song, but it's not something that's like uh, will make you punch your head through a wall <laughs> or your ears are bleeding or anything like that. Yeah. But there's a song right after that on the album called Ash. Okay. And that song is going what you want to you want to put go right through a brick wall. Okay. And you're ready to screw up somebody's day. <laughs> but uh yeah, Demon Hunter is definitely my favorite one. Okay. Uh, another one that uh this actually one of the first bands that got me into falling in love with Christian heavy metal music was uh, Thousand Foot Crutch. Oh yeah, TFK. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Thousand Foot Crutch. Yeah. Uh, they actually played that at school a lot on the uh on the speakers in the cafeteria. It was very really? very very faintly. Not yeah. their really intense stuff, but uh yeah. yeah. I absolutely love Thousand Foot Crutch. Uh, obviously, you've got, I hesitate to say, I always got Skillet in there. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like Skillet. Don't get me wrong. I do like Skillet, but I think they're overplayed. <laughs> like yeah. crazy. But uh, I do respect the the steps they've made in that industry and stuff like that. And then uh, I was talking to you about it earlier. You had the stuff up here on TV, yeah. Disciple. Disciple, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like, I feel like Disciple is what people would think about whenever they say Christian heavy metal music. Okay. Uh, Dear X, You Don't Own Me. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Feel, yeah. It's a good song, don't be wrong. but it's not real, I wouldn't even call that heavy metal. No, I mean, at really. that point, uh-uh. But, it's a good uh, song, though. Yeah, it is a good song. But, uh, but yeah, I absolutely adore uh, Christian heavy metal music because I think they're making strides in a ministry field really yeah. that people don't think about sure because uh, you know you know think about heavy metal music getting past uh metallica and stuff like that the people that pioneered it you're thinking about these people like uh slipknot and bands like that yeah there's just i guess some people call them borderline satanic stuff mm-hmm. uh not not as much really slipknot but kind of slipknot yeah uh you know these black metal bands and all the death metal bands and all that stuff and Bands like Demon Hunter and Thousand Foot Crush, they're taking a step into a field that is really pushing against that uh, that Christian narrative, the gospel narrative, stuff like that. Especially when rock music first started coming around, mm-hmm. you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. And, you know, it has, over, it has evolved into that times 10 yeah. uh, with louder music and screaming now, but... Um, I just I really appreciate these bands that are really taking a step into that, and you know we're going to glorify God with our songs using this kind of music, because and I think it really shows that God can be glorified in anything. Yeah, like there's there's nothing that can not be turned into being glorified. Like I'm trying to think how to word it, nothing you can't use to glorify God. There we go. Okay. Anything short of sin, right? Yeah, That's there you what go. We say here we'll do anything short of sin to help people. Find Jesus, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that kind of matches up, you know, in a weird, maybe it's a weird way, I don't know, uh, uh, the connection between apologetics and heavy metal, you know, yes. and defend your faith maybe in a different way than you yes. think of. Yeah. So, And uh, I will say this kind of closing thing about Christian heavy metal music. Not every song has to be a gospel song. I will say that. People, right. people sit there and they think about Christian music. It's like, 
you know, they're singing worship and praise, which I mean is obviously it's good music. Don't yeah. get me wrong; it's a yeah. good thing to do that. Right. Uh, but you can have a song that glorifies God that isn't inherently worship music. I guess is the way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like you have these songs, like I said, on my side, definitely not a worship song. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not something you'd be singing in church on Sunday with yeah. an acoustic or something like that. But uh, <laughs> um, it's not. You know, bad. Let me put it that way. It's, it can still glorify God while inherently not really blatantly mentioning the gospel or something right. like that. So, uh, so I mean, if you want to check out some new music, some heavier stuff, yo, hit me up. Demon Hunt and Thousand Foot Crutch, Skillet, Disciple, yeah. Talk to Jonah. If you need some more uh, recommendations yeah, as well, I can recommend some unchristian bands too. Not that <laughs> I, not that I would be too keen on that, but right. uh, like a day to remember is actually yeah. a band I started listening to here recently. Okay, yeah. Heard that name, I hadn't heard any of their stuff. Oh. Yeah, a day to remember. Uh, yeah. actually started, I'm trying to get more into the classic rock kind of thing. Okay. Kind of take, I'm trying to take a step back, uh, stuff like Molly Crew, and uh, I don't know if you really call Nirvana classic rock. but uh, It pains me to say that, Jonah, because that's what I grew up on, but now they play them on Rock 92, yeah. which is classic, so, so I guess they're turning there. I mean, yeah. it's 25 years Heart-shaped old. Heart-shaped box, is, that's, so. that's a banger. I will okay. say it is a banger. All right. Well, <laughs> we've kind of run the gamut today. Absolutely. I uh, really enjoyed it. Jonah, thank you for uh, being on here, talking about things you love and uh, running the gamut and being really good and, and up on your really hip, Jonah. That's a really old word. <laughs> hip. Don't, there you don't go. use hip to describe the fact that you know your your current culture, right? Most people just say I'm immature. So oh, I, I guess no. I, I guess it kind of helps me out if I'm one of the students. I like what you said. You fit in. That's the type of people you you fit in with. That's where you make your connection, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think. So thank you for being on today. Thank you for what you've done for our church for student ministry this summer. Uh, I know thank you'll y'all be back for around. Me. Yeah, man. We'll say that. We it was really, a blessing. We've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed today, and I look forward to you still being around, even though you'll be at school. So be safe, traveling back, and uh, absolutely. You guys out there listening, uh, we'll catch you uh, next week on The Deep Three. Thanks for listening.